We're live. The X Boys are live. I'm Henry. I'm Andrew. I'm John. Nice to talk. Angel. This week we're meeting our beautiful baby boy Angel. And he's. well, first of all, how is everyone? Let's just check in. We don't even check in, you know? It's a, it's a beautiful day for us to record. Uh, we are doing it the way we should do it. Saturday morning. Yep. Just like a Saturday morning cartoon we'd watch oh, together. Oh, yeah. Yep. Except it's a cartoon that we've watched over the last week, like three or four times. Yeah. <laughs> I'm chugging coffee like I did when I was 10 years old. <laughs> Absolutely. Just kidding, guys. Hanging out with my buds to talk about the latest episode of X-Men the Animated Series. What's it called? The Cure. Ew, gross. We don't want to cure. Mutants are cool, right? This is episode 9 and 10 mm-hmm. of the X-Boys. The Cure and then Come the Apocalypse coming right after. This is a double. Yep, they lead right into each other uh, as we are introduced to a key character in the Apocalypse storyline, Angel. But before we see Angel, who do we see? <laughs> He's back. The wild man from Borneo himself. The wild man from Borneo. Cable. Oh my god, that's Jason Borneo. <laughs> <laughs> stalking. Stalking through the mountainside, the snowy tundra mountainside of the Swiss Alps, German Alps, something like that. No idea because I can't, both accents are weird. Really well, weird. We we meet uh we're we stumble upon a chalet that Cable is working his way yeah. towards and inside is uh, a young uh, attractive wealthy man Warren Worthington the 3rd hanging out with his uh, beautiful girlfriend date. I don't I have know her she... Snow Babe in my Snow mind. Babe <laughs> snuggling by the fire. And you guys said, you know, this is Angel, but I didn't know what the fuck was going on at first. I mean, I didn't at first either. She calls him Warren. Yeah. I'm not putting it together in my mind who this guy is. Yeah. And then, oh. But when his wings, when his wings bust out, I gasped. Bust. bust. Oh, really? I busted. You just thought he was a guy. Yeah. Well, he's all, well, okay. We're getting ahead of ourselves, but yeah, I mean, it starts there. We don't really know what's going on. We think it's a little rendezvous. There's a little, but then they give a little hint. We're alone, Zed. Oh. I'd better take you home. Why must you oh. always push me away? Uh-oh. You wouldn't want to get close to me, not if you knew what I was really like. Okay. Kind of a freak. Right. <laughs> She also mentions that like he keeps a mad scientist there <laughs> at one point. Yeah. Oh yeah. What's their relationship? I don't. I That's, really don't know. She's don't... she's in a cabin in the middle of. There's nothing else around. Yeah. Yeah. How is he going to take her home? Where is he going to take her home to? It just seems like they shoehorned a little like '80s little like sexy action mon- like relationship in there. Oh, for sure. Before Cable boss in and says he's looking for Adler. Wait, you you're. You're reading into this relationship. I don't think they've ever touched. This girl's dying for it. Well, why are they? Why are? What, what? I think they probably smooched a couple times. She says, "Why do you push me away all the time?" I'm confused now. What do you mean? I don't know. It's I never just... really thought about their relationship. I guess. Guys, for the next hour, we're going to be discussing <laughs> what we think the deeper meanings of their relationship. So John are. Wayne Cable busts in. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, shit! I just realized how deep this is. Hmm, I'm okay. Glad, I'm glad we went down this rabbit hole. Oh. Everything we're seeing in this opening scene applies to Rogue and her relationship woes. 100%. It's about being an X-Man. Constantly an X-Man. Pushing people an away. X-Man. An X-Man. Yeah. Not being able to have real relationships besides maybe Cyclops and, and Jean, which they really shoved down our throats the next two episodes. But even then... Mm-hmm. Everyone's jealous that we're rubbing on each literally, other. Literally. He's mm-hmm. bragging so... He, like, make Jean goes out of her way to tell Cyclops, like, 
she feels like this makes her feel weird. And Cyclops is like, I don't get it. And like, <laughs> I'm the like, team leader. I'm going to yeah. touch my girlfriend whenever I want. He keeps rubbing it in. Anyway, okay. Cable and Angel get into it. Cable is yeah. looking for a guy named Adler. He breaks in. There's he's, this cool little scene where he's like working his way through the dark. Oh, and yeah. And Warren's trying to find him. And then all of a sudden, Cable's arm just busts through the <laughs> bookshelf. Through bookshelf. Andrew stood up to him. reenact that moment. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it, and I thought, okay, this, like, blonde, you know, Warren guy is going to get his ass kicked. He was immediately ready and shoots Cable through the bookshelf. With a gun, yeah. Yeah. And so then... Next time you take a shot at somebody, make sure you hit him. I'll remember that. Boom. Cable blasts him out the window. Ah! Flies out. It's, it's, you got a short memory. Snow Angel, get it? And then he says, you've got a short memory, partner, because he says, I'll remember that. And guess what? He's dead already. So he's like, oh, okay, sure. I don't have to explain it. Um, so, yeah, while Angel's down there uh, sinking through the snow, just I'm assuming just he continues to sink as we <laughs> are back with Cable and uh, Gisela is her name. Uh, she's not just snow babe, Henry. Fine. And he's basically questioning her about everything all of a sudden, and, and she tells him that, yeah, like, Warren keeps this scientist here, but he's not here right now. He went off to Scotland, and Cable's like, oh, Muir Island, okay, I'm going to go there. Which um, we know that's where Xavier is at the moment. Actually, once again, I'm, I have an epiphany on the fly. Mm. He funded all of this. Who did? Warren. Warren did. Warren. So oh, yes, yes. he's the millionaire. They yeah. say later. Uh, they say later that the whole reason that this is possible is because of his donations. But, uh, yeah, before Cable can get on out of there and trek off to Scotland <laughs> on his like one man quest to end the mutant uh, mutant oppression, Angel comes flying back in. Hell. You picked the wrong chalet to terrorize. His wings bust out of his back. He flies in. They fight. Pretty bold. Tell me, Andrew, what does Angel do besides fly? I couldn't believe how he like, flies. He's yeah, <laughs> he's a good flyer. But so he Angel himself in the comics. He is a in the comics. He's <laughs> uh, an original member of the X Men. Uh, he yes, he flies yeah. around. He's got wings mm. off his back. He can also shoot his feathers as like missiles, kind of these yeah. little flechettes they call them. They um, float really slowly at the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just go <laughs> and float to the ground. Well, you might think they're a joke now, but next episode they're not going to be yeah. laughing. I got a feeling we got an angel boy on our hands. Oh, I'm a I'm a big angel boy. I'm a big our angel that he turns into boy. Maybe you like angels arc. Like one okay. could say I'm a big fan of <laughs> Angel's arc. Uh, so Cable and Angel get into another little a little uh, tussle, and Cable ends up throwing a little flashbang. He flashes Angel and Snow Babe. Cable's <laughs> great at using name? all of his gear, by the way. Oh, yeah. Like, there's a lot of, like, you know, uh, mercenary types that they have in show cartoons and stuff like this where they just have the big gun and that's it. But, like, Cable gets his gun knocked out of his hands, and he's like, huh, no problem. I'm going to throw my plasma grenades. I'm going to throw my flashbang grenades. Yeah. I'm going to, you know, use my little mini gun. I'm going to... Plasma eat. grenade. So Cable ends up flashbanging Angel and also Snow Babe and escapes. He runs out in that moment. Yeah, he, but, he bails. He uses the flashbang to make his escape. He got the information he needed, right? Well, oh, yeah. yeah. All he needs to, is like, okay, the here. guy I want to kill is in Scotland. Guess yeah. I'm going to Scotland. <laughs> but he's going after that guy because last time we saw Cable, he was on Slave Island. Yep. Right. The leader was giving everyone these collars that negated their mutant powers. Yeah. Yep. Which was technology that was created by a scientist in Scotland. So Cable's uh. on a mission. His goal is clear. He's Everything's coming shit. together. Everything's coming together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, Snowbabe is also blinded, doesn't know Cable escaped, so she just blindly shoots Angel because she's blind. And he's like, wait! It actually doesn't really matter because he's fine, but yeah. He's, he's yeah. hurt. You you think for a minute he she might have killed him, but then you just see him flying Emotionally, away. Emotionally, right. he's, he's torn to bits. Yeah. He's like, this is why I pushed you away. Yeah. You're just trying to kill me since you found out I was a mutant. And instead of trying to talk over the situation with her where she clearly is understanding, and she's like, no, wait, don't go. No, he's just out of there. He's she like, I'm going to fly she, off to Scotland. She was annoying. I yeah, think she he was. I think him. he was waiting for an opportunity. He obviously wasn't into her. A quick word about Angel. Did he know about what happened at Slave Island and was like, "I need to invest in this tech." Oh, that's interesting. Like, is that what caused the investment into the cure? Because obviously, he had to find out that this scientist was great at mutant genetic research or something, right? Or he's been funding it before and didn't know he was making collars with it. And Oh, I yeah. So he's been funding likely. the research yeah. that's then been being used for nefarious purposes that he didn't know. At least Slave I'd Island like to think so, because he seems yeah. like a good guy, but I don't know. Also seems like totally aloof, though. He's <laughs> like, like, I heard about Master Mold. I'm kind of into that. <laughs> <laughs> I like Mold. Also, she should not... He shouldn't be ashamed of this power. Let's be... He's not a Morlock. He's not... Well, he kind of is a Morlock because it's such a physical thing. But it's nice. Well, he's also an attractive boy. It's like giant wings. You wouldn't want that? I mean, I kind of get it being annoying and like in the way. You want to know how he loses his wings in the comics? Cuts them off. (laughs) In the comics, uh, he it's in the Morlock tunnels during the mutant massacre. They rip him off. His wings get. He gets crucified, and his wings get destroyed. Oh my god! Yeah, this guy does not have fun. I know like. it's he has a hard time. Well, because the, the whole thing in the, the the reason they do that is like it's this his tale is like a tale of like privileged uh, uh, of privilege. Um, and so he's like this millionaire guy who's you know really handsome, but he has these wings, but he's still like beautiful and gorgeous, and like he very much like yeah. treasures his like looks and stuff, and that's kind of his general personality. And so then what they decided to do was just strip all of that away from him. Which in the comics leads him to make a deal with a certain devil that we might meet, that we will meet in the next episode or the devil in this episode. So we go to Scotland, yep, to see what's going on there. And yeah, Xavier, where has Professor X been? This finally, we're checking in with Xavier. He's talking to Moira, bastard. and he's like, "Man, I can't wait to see this guy's research. What has he been doing?" And Moira's like, "I don't know. I actually haven't seen any of it. I'm just taking all of his word on good faith and telling everyone about it." And Xavier's like, well, I don't really want to do that. Visitors are verboten. Not allowed. <laughs> so that's what they hear when they try to get through to Adler. And she's his... she's all stoked on, like, making a cure. And Xavier's pissed about that because, like, mutants don't need to be cured. Well, now, that would explain why he's after a cure. Don't say cure, Moira. Hey, we don't say that Being word. a mutant isn't a disease. It's something you're born with. It's as normal as being a traditional homo sapien. I consider myself a traditional homo sapien. Yeah. Yeah, so Xavier doesn't really take this Adler excuse to heart, so he goes ahead and tries to invade another person's mind. But he ends up seeing little flashes of two new characters. Who are they? Mystique and Apocalypse. Yep. Oh, my God. We saw Mystique earlier on Slave Island. Now, do we think she was there recruiting? Or yes. did she meet Apocalypse after that? Because we also see two other mutants yeah. that were on Slave Island mm-hmm. here as well later. Yeah. Pyro and Avalanche. I feel like they were in her posse, though. Like, Kind of were. And they all got captured together or something. Yeah. So Xavier heads back to his house to... Well, he's got to tell them about this, yeah. Yeah, he's got to tell the students about Adler's discovery. Cause it's like, if there's a cure, I don't really agree with it, but I feel like everyone has a right to know. 
Um, By the way, it really fucks him up when he tries to invade the mind. Of, yeah. It's like full uh, anime yeah. style. He's like, like <coughs> I'm not doing that again. <coughs> is, that just, is that an apocalypse thing? Like he's so powerful you can't get in his mind and it, it melts you? Yeah, sure. I think so. I think he's just... To any any question you guys have about Apocalypse's powers, I'm just going to go, <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, that's how it works. Oh, we'll that's have kind questions. of how a lot of the comics are, where it's just kind of like, yeah, he can do that. <laughs> like, All right, back at back at the back at the school. Yeah, finally. The finally, X-Men. we're like 10 minutes into this episode, oh and we're finally God. checking back in with our, with our boys in blue. And they are rebuilding. Wow. The Juggernaut... Well, I'll let Rogue explain. That old boy Juggernaut sure made a mess. About like that Yankee general. Sure... About like that Yankee general? Uh, She's a uh, confederate yeah. sympathizer? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know oh, what no. that was. Like, why bring up Sherman? I don't know. I thought that was weird. And as soon as Gambit realizes that she's so far right, he's he's looking <laughs> to hook her. up. Yeah. He's like, oh, that's my wife. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make you my wife in a big old pot of gumbo. I haven't been paying attention to anything that's happened in this episode <laughs> until now because my boy Gambit arrives on the scene. Yep. I gotta tell you, Wolverine's being a real dickhead in this, this episode. Is, this He's is, in his element. He is well, okay. Wolverine's definitely back in his like Antarctic adventures. He's like building. He's like you know, he's walking around to every single person giving his He's like, Hey, here's how you can cut some lumber. Hey. No one asked Wolverine. I no like one getting asked. my hands dirty. And you know, Jean yeah. Grey uses her uh, telekinetic powers to shoot the nails in, and then he goes over to Storm. He's like, You might want to add some more water to that mortar. <laughs> yeah. He's bossing everyone around. The Gene one is a is a little different though. It's a little extra spicy. Let me put some nails in that for you, Gene. I always did like working with my hands. I like to work with my mind. Okay, so Gene completely misses the uh, flirtation there and <laughs> just says, oh, that's cool. I like to use my mind. That's basically how she treats him always, yeah. Gene's yeah. <laughs> a little so I'm just going to ignore whatever yeah. he says. <laughs> He's like, uh, hey, Storm, add some more liquid to your mortar. <laughs> and I'm just like, go away, Wolverine. I, for once, am on John's side. Whoa. I love Wolverine. He's just being annoying. Well, about this, but specifically about the treatment of Gambit in this scene, people are shitting on him for almost Absolutely no, no reason. reason. Wolverine's like really talking shit, and then everyone kind of comes to his he's aid. He's a thief. Oh, that's the only thing he's my good at. God. Is that why? Is stealing candy from babies. Is that why? Oh my god! I think I have some evidence to prove contrary. I think he's fucking racist. Oh wait, <laughs> you think Gambit's racist. <laughs> <laughs> I think Wolverine's racist against Cajuns. Oh yeah, oh, he calls yeah. him. He's, well, the definitely. way he says Cajun is like a is <laughs> like not. a racial slur. Like the he way does. he says he it. He pauses. Okay, Cajun. It's definitely like, bad. There's a lot of heat behind that. So he brings up Gumbo again, thinking it's going to cut him down. Yeah, Gumbo, Gumbo doesn't fucking do anything. But then he emphasizes Cajun in a way that's like you piece of shit. Why don't you boys calm down? You afraid I'm going to hurt him? I always thought you had a soft spot for that Cajun. Ooh. About as soft as you, fathead. Oh. You gonna shut up or am I gonna have to help you? Hey, everybody. Yes, <laughs> he wants to talk to us. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Jubilee. It's Xavier. I mean, Rogue, yeah, she, she right. I, I love that she just uh, cages uh, yeah. Gambit with that giant bell tower. It's oh, the yeah. bell tower. She just throws down on him. and Right before him and Wolverine are about to go at it. Yeah, because Gambit. Puts a little, uh, puts a little kinetic energy on one of Wolverine's bricks in the wall that he's making. He tries to kill Wolverine, <laughs> basically, <laughs> and Cyclops blasts it away. So he was like, "Hey, I'll what the care. fuck is up here?" 
<laughs> so they go running into the X mansion. They're down in the danger or not danger room in their little uh, clubhouse or whatever. <laughs> the communications room where Xavier's basically telling them everything. The bad animation room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the, yes, exactly. Where animation budgets go to die. <laughs> and yeah, he says, hey, look, this guy has got a cure. You you might not like it. You might not need it, but he's got it. And well, the X everybody's start talking like, about it. Yeah. Everybody's like, why the fuck would we need that? Wh- whoever would want to use that's an idiot. And then, of course, the camera looks at Rogue and she's like, and Cyclops is and like, you know, some people might want yeah. it. And it's like, as you zoom in on Rogue from, there's like a rack focus from Cyclops and Gene holding beautiful. hands to Rogue's like sad face. It's, it's annoying because Wolverine's immediately on it. He's like, this seems like a trap. And Cyclops is like, could be, but it could be good. Yeah, coming from the guy who was like, we're absolutely not going to Genosha. We're not going to Vacation Island, but... Yeah. <laughs> But this, this is until fine. Xavier says so. Wolverine's yeah. sniffing out the ozone of this immediately. Oh, immediately, yeah. I do like that. Like Wolverine and Cyclops kind of have this sort of mutual respect thing going on. Like there, there is like you can tell there was whereas just nobody respects Gambit like whatsoever. <laughs> like I know. he gets zero respect. Like all of his opinions are always shut down by everyone between both Wolverine and Cyclops and you know the other teammates just not putting up with his flirtatious ways. I don't really <laughs> think that this Gambit hate is warranted at all. It's not. It's it's because he's considered a dumb Southern hick, and I won't stand for it. He's the outsider. He has yet to... I mean, he did prove himself on Slave Island. Uh, in Genosha, we should stop calling it Slave Island. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, he Slave did. Island with Master Mulholden. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> now, he proved himself in Genosha for sure, but unfortunately, no one really saw that, like, except for Cable, kind of. <laughs> Nobody yeah. wanted to, like, spread the... They're like, like, hey, listen, I just want to say, Gambit was really a big help. They, like, get back, and they're like, no, thanks, Cyclops, for coming in. Yeah, thanks, Cyclops, and Storm destroyed <laughs> yeah. the dam, and, yeah. yeah. So they finally learn, and Rogue is, she goes off on her own. She's she like, bounces. I gotta think about some stuff. She hops in her car, but guess what? Somebody's on her tail. Uh-oh. Vacation, eh? Oh, this guy. Muir Island's no good for you. How about we go to Paris instead? How about getting your butt out of my car? <laughs> Tosses him. So Gambit's trying to get a kiss. He really wants a kiss from Rogue. And she's like, are you stupid? Like, I'm going to kill. Like, it'll kill. It'll. It's going to hurt at the very least. Mm-hmm. This is an interesting debate. And he, he keeps saying, like, maybe it'll be worth it. No. He Yeah, he keeps talking about it throughout the episode. And even, I think, the next episode. I think this is his true way of showing his love for her. Yes. It's a pretty. It's like, I don't care how different. I don't care He'll, if you hurt like, me. He's like, I'll die. It's like no, I like I love you. You're yeah. great. I mean, he doesn't say I love you, but he's like, I want to get with you that badly. He's the only one besides maybe Wolverine who's like sensing that she feels terrible about yeah. what's happening and is going after. Her. Granted, it's a little sketchy at times, <laughs> but I don't know. I think it's very nice. Yeah, I think Gambit's intentions are are good. Well, she chucks him out of the car, and then he does this badass move of running full speed, hopping the fence, and landing back in the car. Yeah. Um, God, he's the shit. It's pretty cool. It's, I didn't know super speed was one of his abilities. <laughs> and then we cut to Rogue, who finally gets away from Gambit. She She's flies away, hitches a ride. On the, uh, on the wing of a plane yeah. on her way to Moira Mo- 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 Island. On the way to Moira Island. Moira Mo- 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 Island, where Moira McTaggart lives. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know that this the uh, plane ride's like an homage to the Twilight, Twilight Zone, Zone episode, oh, 20,000 yeah, yeah. Feet of Terror, whatever oh, yeah. it's called. Because they really focus on that guy who's just like, what the fuck? 
dang it. He's like just keeps pointing out Some the window. Some fun trivia for you folks at home. Here we uh, go. The director of that episode was Richard Donner. Who Whoa. Whoa. I didn't know that. was an executive that. producer on the first X-Men, which his wife produced, Lauren Schuler Donner, and she produced the entire X-Men franchise. Wow. Not that the creators yeah. of this would have known that because they didn't have the rights to the X-Men when this came out, but oh. yeah. It's Illegal. A little, it's a fun little like kind of <laughs> Arrest circle. them. That is crazy. Yeah. I had no idea. That's a great episode. Probably yep. one of the top of the, three. I mean, when you say Twilight Zone, yeah. that's like one of the ones people think of. Definitely. This is a big Rogue episode. We, we're kind of getting to the, the crux of it here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I'm starting to like, she's climbing the ranks of my ex-men. Dude, she's like maybe my second yeah. favorite she's to like super Wolverine. Important. Like, I but love her. If there was a Gambit and, and Rogue show, I'd watch the fuck out of that. Especially what she goes through yeah. in these next, like dude, Gambit and Rogue, like doing like heists and, and stopping like local crime syndicates yeah. and stuff in, in New Orleans, like, or in the South, like just, oh, it'd be so cool. This reminds me of the most racist general that I love. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they might be on the wrong side of some of those fights. <laughs> hey, you don't tear down that statue, Cher. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know everything about him. Is <laughs> the context of the times. <laughs> also, if you guys are forgetting, you know, why, why does Rogue want to touch so bad? Or why is she so freaked out about kissing? Well, they show a little flashback. They show her back in the swamps of uh, Zombie Island, and Mississippi. What? Oh, wait. You mean that island from Scooby Doo? Zombie Island isn't a real place. <laughs> no. Hmm. Okay. Well, you see her walking around with her boyfriend, and he says this. You ever been kissed, girl? And I threw up. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. You ever been kissed, girl? You ever been kissed, okay, so girl? Any women, to the one woman listening to this, <laughs> uh, whoever you are, God bless you. Thanks for tuning into X Boys. Uh, if you ever hear a guy ever say that to you in that tone, just run. Just run. You ever been kissed, girl? Run as fast as you can. Like, who did they get in Canada to do that southern guy voice? You ever been kissed, girl? <laughs> oh, God. You ever been kissed, girl? It, like, gets worse every girl? time. Girl? It's the girl? opposite of Gambit's smoothness. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It might be worth it, no? Uh, all right. So Rogue is in a bar drinking her sorrows away. She's trying to yep. figure out where she can find this we, Adler guy. We meet guy. these two jokers mentioned earlier, Avalanche and Pyro. Avalanche is the big brute. Pyro's the the British uh, is weirdo. He British? Yeah. yeah. Like, what is? He's a, so oh, in, in the comics, he's Australian, and I don't I think know he is why. Yeah, they I think they were going for Australian. No, because because Avalanche calls him Limey at one point. Oh, uh, so uh, he's definitely British. Unless unless that's a character thing where it's like, oh, Avalanche is so stupid. He seems he pretty dumb. He's British. Um, as you recall, we met Avalanche and Pyro before. Henry and I correctly guessed their powers. Avalanche is at all times really cold. Yeah. Yes. Pyro at all times is sweaty, sweaty. Actually, can we talk about Pyro real quick? Let's do it. What are his powers in this? He can control fire. But he doesn't. He has a flamethrower on his to, arm. It's a spark. So he, he can to, take a spark oh, and like make it, it big. And he's right. got a fuel on his back so he can always make a spark. And so that's why when he uses his thing, it's the sound of a gun cocking. <laughs> it's like the <laughs> sound from Goldeneye. Oh, yeah. Like the gun cocking from the N64 Goldeneye game. <laughs> right. But yeah, they're like sitting in this bar waiting for their shape changer friend who I wonder who that could be. They're costing everyone that comes in like, are you Mystique? Yeah, because they, they don't know what she looks like. Are we thinking it could be our old friend? <laughs> <laughs> our buddy. Let me. Th- it could be him, but. I don't sense anything. What if he just, wa- what if like Damn. a general walks in? <laughs> We're under attack. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be the best reintroduction of Morph yeah. ever. 
But yeah, Pyro, he's a he's a hot boy, a hot head, and he's hot for Rogue. And he, they decide to pass some time by trying to pick her up. And then she immediately picks them up physically <laughs> and throws them into the wall. Yeah. Into a dartboard. And Avalanche flies all the way through, like, down into the water. Yeah. Uh, and she, like, fucks the bar up, like, uh, oh, really yeah. badly. And then when Avalanche comes out of the water, he sees on his speedboat, zooming towards Muir Island. Yep. Looking for that cure. And then uh, Rogue finds Adler's lab. Yeah. She figures it out. Just immediately, just like, hey, this is the lab, right? Got it. Knock, knock. Except her version of knocking is just busting down the door. <laughs> it works better than Xavier's method, which was bad mind yep. invasion. Yep. Cutting pa- this. <laughs> she slams the door open and she's like, you ever been kissed, boy? <laughs> <laughs> and Pyro's listening like, yeah, okay. No, but Pyro is listening in on all this, and Adler basically tells Rogue, like, hey, uh, come back in, like, an hour, and maybe I'll be able to turn you real quick. Adler, uh, by the way, looks like Albert Einstein. Oh, yeah, we should point that out. Typical. And talks like him. Yeah, it's, it's mustache, It's a German scientist. Yeah. It's so funny because, spoilers, uh, as you know, this is not Adler, it's Mystique. Yep. And I kind of think it'd be funny if Adler's just, like, a normal guy. Who like looks nothing like that, but Mystique oh is just God. like uh, signed uh, <laughs> smart guy German. Uh, Albert Einstein. Uh, yeah. Just like, oh my God. There's a whole so episode Mystique later where he's like, "Why just... did you do that to me?" Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this guy walks out. He's like, "Hey, I'm actually not even German. Um, I'm just like a guy, yeah. <laughs> just a normal American man." She's just been Einstein the entire time. He says yeah. something weird to her where he's like, "You have great strength and beauty. Why yeah. would you want to be human?" Yeah. And I'm like, "It's not gonna make her an I'm uggo." Like, All like, right, weirdo. What does that mean? So Rogue leaves, and it's re- finally revealed that Adler is Mystique. Yeah, there's like this instant double reveal where not only does Adler turns into Mystique, and she turns to someone standing behind the door, which is Apocalypse. Oh my god! Huge dude. He's just chilling behind the door, waiting for him to leave. And Apocalypse is like, "Hey, I'm looking for some slaves, and she is candidate number one." Yeah. Because he knows she's indestructible. She's a lot. She's everything. <laughs> he, he knows she can fly. He knows yeah. that she's low-key the most powerful X-Men immediately. Mystique is calling Apocalypse Master, by the way, which is like, oh, oh yeah. shit, what is this relationship? Weird. Yeah. Why is she scared of this big, big boy? He's a big yeah. boy. Can you tell us a little bit about Apocalypse, Andrew? I guess now is the time. I still well, don't know anything. Ben Sabanur, Apocalypse. What? Um, <laughs> he was the first mutant. Basically, wow, uh, and he because he looks like a robot, yeah, he, and well, a fish somehow. I'll get, I'll get to that. Okay. Um, Once upon a time, he was a little guy named Cody who just wanted a kiss. He just wanted a kiss from his girlfriend, girl. <laughs> and then when he didn't get it, his lips turned blue, and he became <laughs> Apocalypse. Fuck, that's good. Now he's an ancient mutant, uh, the first basically, and um, his main power is molecular manipulation. He can com- has complete mastery and control over the molecules of his own body. Um and oh, that's how he grows later. He used that over the years. Uh, he's been worshipped as several different gods. He was set in Egypt. He was, I believe, Vishnu in India, and he traveled the world, basically establishing himself as the as you know these gods of war and power and destruction and stuff. And his entire thing is just survival of the fittest. Like okay. he thinks that the best way for this planet, humanity, whoever lives here, to move forward is to cull the weak and only keep the strong. So, like, for example, if he's in a future society and you have Colossus and Hulk, he's going to make them fight, and whoever wins that fight is whoever sticks around, kind of. Um, I like that. 
Yeah, that's his whole deal, basically. But where the sort of technology stuff comes in, that's where it gets a little muddy because, like, in classic comic fashion, fashion, there's so many different, like, alternate timelines and storylines and histories, and some have been retconned. And, but basically, basically, the general canon is that he found, like, uh, celestial technology. He got celestial technology, and he stole a bunch of celestial technology. And he also, like, learned some secrets from the celestials about, like, and that's kind of where a lot of his philosophy came from, of uh, like why humanity needs to be made stronger. And, and is ozone a celestial technology? <laughs> no. Okay, just checking. But you'll see some of this celestial technology at the end of the next episode. So Apocalypse says that he wants to use Rogue and make her a slave with this machine that they have in Adler's lab. Pyro is looking for Avalanche after Rogue threw him off the cliff, but guess who they run into? It's Cable, and they are brawling. Cable's blasting. Avalanche is blasting. Pyro's blasting. Pyro called him darling. Hates that. Cable says, please do not call me that. (laughs) There's some dark stuff there. We're going to figure out what... In his past, what happened? His eye flashes when he says that. He's like, no, no. His no, eye no. flashes a lot in his this, by the way. His eye flashes so much. He has a cybernetic eye. I don't remember if I mentioned that in the it last episode. It was going wild. It's because it, they don't want to still frame. It's just like, I make guess. it exciting. But it's in my notes. I was like, why is it flashing so much? I thought there was maybe a reason. It's noisy every time, too. It's like, damn, I damn, know. Damn. It's, it's distracting. He's, he's scanning stuff. He's looking for things. Okay. Scanning UV radiation and whatnot. So during this fight, Pyro finds out about Adler and says like he wants to kill him. I didn't really get that. Well, no. Once again, Pyro and Avalanche are chumps. Like, yeah, he will fucks them up immediately. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like these dudes can't do anything. These guys are jokers. And yeah. he gets the information he wants immediately, and Cable's like, "Goodbye." Yeah. But but they they're basically figuring out. Yeah, like everyone clearly wants to go after this German scientist. They, Rogue did. Cable does. They're like, this guy is where the money's at. They're just trying to guess at what Mystique's grand scheme was. Right. Yeah. And they're wrong. And they're still waiting for her to show up. So they're like, well, we'll go for this Adler guy, not tell Mystique about it. Yeah. Maybe get some money, some ransom money or something. They're they're uh, they're looping out the middleman. So fake Adler is starting up the machine on Rogue and she he she is about to uh, zap Rogue and make her a slave, but luckily our two guys, Pyro and Avalanche, break in. They save Rogue's life, essentially. They immediately destroy the machine. <laughs> yeah. Um, they put a sack over Adler and, and take him. Yeah. Except, you know. <laughs> Cable sees this happen and pursues. Mystique gets pissed at Pyro and Avalanche for fucking up the plan. Oh, she, and, and she, Rogue blasts out of the machine. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. they yeah, they dump the entire machinery on her, and she busts out of it, and more Xavier come running into the lab, and, uh, yeah, Rogue goes after him. I find this frightfully confusing. Y'all get away from him. It gets worse. Oh, you'll need a doctor, sure enough. I never could say no to a woman. Same. So they tussle real quick, but it's over quick because Rogue just snatches Adler and dips out. Um, but our boy is back. Our Cable boy. intercepts. Cable intercepts him. He's got dead to rights, and Rogue and Cable fight. Yeah, Cable explains that he needs to kill Adler because he created the mutant collars on Genosha. So we're we know why he's after him. He's like... All these mutant, hating dudes? I got your number. The X-Men should be actively trying to recruit Cable. Yeah. Because he's clearly on their side. <laughs> and he's doing their job arguably better than His they are. His methods are a little uh, yeah, he's got violent. A, he's got a gun that explodes everything it touches. But... Apparently it sets to stun if he wants. So otherwise he's been murdering right. everyone. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, because he, he stunned Angel earlier. Yeah. Uh, Rogue is pretty cool and throws a rock and disarms Cable. He, she... 
knocks his gun out of his hands with a rock, and then he throws a plasma grenade. And she gets a little stunned by that. It's awesome. He throws the grenade, and then he spits the, the pen of the grenade onto Adler. Adler's head. <laughs> yeah. He's just like, what a fucking badass. And then Adler, well, Mystique, reveals herself again to Cable, because she had shifted right before he got there. To like try and save herself. Look, Misty yeah. can't do much. She she just keeps changing back and forth. A yeah, lot. she's like, I, I, I'm getting lost in the yeah, sauce. We also cut away for a second to see that uh, Professor X and Mora are greeted by Cyclops and Jean, who have showed up on the scene. Yep. So and look for Rogue because they're worried about her. Yeah. Because um, they were snuggling it back at X Mansion in that lumber yard or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So Mystique reveals herself to Cable, and that's when Xavier and the X Men show up. And see Cable attacking Adler, and they're like, yeah, well, the X Jet just rises yeah. up from the cliffside to face them. And they're like, well, that's not good. So Cyclops immediately just blasts Cable off a cliff. Um, however, Jean also falls off, and Rogue is there to catch her. Here's where they fucked up, though, right? How so? Bring Gambit. Gambit knows Cable. Does he? Oh, they he don't know does, that. But they don't know that because Gambit hasn't told him shit because he's a bad teammate. But, Who do you think but, knows most about Rogue in this situation? Who do you think went back to the X Mansion and said, well, "John has a point. They should have brought him." Hey, in. Rogue just the, took off. Guess what? He's the only one who's aware of it. I mean, yeah, Gambit is too, but Gambit just wants that kiss. Whereas Jean can actually psychically sense the turmoil in Rogue, and that's why she's like, "I could sense that she was not." Yeah, you know. It but to all John's comes point, down to she's, not trusting Gambit. If, exactly. That if is they true. had brought him, they. They, he, this situation would have gone way I do hope this is a dynamic that gets explored more in the future of like Gambit not feeling like a respected member of the team and stuff. Yeah. Think about the scene. It's Gambit showing up. He and Cable do the fucking Predator hand, handshake. Oh. It's like, hey, wow. hey, you sold me. You so, and then they just go, we <laughs> met in the jungles of Genosha. <laughs> Rogue's yeah. like, you two boys know each other? Uh, <laughs> I don't know if she's a grandma <laughs> now. <laughs> <Scorpions>. <laughs> <laughs> so Rogue oh, rebuilds man. Adler's machine, but explains that she wants to keep her powers. I thought you wanted to be cured. Why did she do That's that? That's what I thought too, Doc. But there ain't no cure for who you are. Mm. Then you must live forever in the prison of your mutant power. I am my powers and the good they can do for my friends and for the whole world. I reckon maybe I can live with that after all. Thanks anyway, Doc. <laughs> Yay! That's the wow. theme of being a mutant. Yes, you are your you, own power. What you a are great who you are. message for kids. Don't change. You are who you are. You are your power. Yeah. Like find that embrace power it. in you, embrace it, and be who you are. Don't you know, be afraid. If Morph was doing Dr. Adler, let me just take, mm. take a beat to say this. Yes. Oh my god. The accent would be perfect. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be this trash, you know, borderline offensive German stereotype. Yeah. We're under attack. Are you sure about that? <laughs> I'm That's how that general sounded. I don't. I still. We went think, over this in no, the first episode. No, Henry. He no. goes home to his wife. We he don't says, Hello, know that. It's, it's time for dinner. <laughs> Where the fuck is my meal? <laughs> Every episode, <laughs> Morph will be here. What are we Morph watching on TV leaves. tonight? <laughs> Turn on the X Files. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's the nineties. <laughs> I want to um, watch Star Trek: The Next Generation. <laughs> uh, so Rogue flies out, and who's she run into? Our beautiful boy from the beginning. Vorin. Vorin Wellington the third. This thing. With his beautiful with his beautiful blue eyes and his silky blonde hair and his gorgeous white wings. Flies in. And he's like, Hey, I'm ready. Give me the cure if it's ready. And 
And Adler, a.k.a. Mystique, is like, okay, yeah, cool, totally, awesome, that sounds great, come back later. She goes and tells Apocalypse that she found Angel. Yeah, where has he been? We saw Angel they, fly off. He's been flying this whole probably time. Probably flying to Scotland. I guess he didn't hop on a plane like Rogue. And no, uh, no, he uses he his own wings. Wings. I mean, Cable, Cable got there faster than him, and Cable's on foot and using a speedboat. Angel needs an upgrade. This dude kind of sucks. Well, I'm willing to bet he also probably wasted his time because he's a rich, spoiled brat. He's like, no, All right, he's like, I'll stop so in Paris on my way, and I'm going to stop in London, and I'm just going to be a millionaire. You know how hot his Instagram would be if he had wings and people would be taking pictures with him? And shit? It's like that oh. wall art that everyone does when they just be doing it with a real human. They just stand yeah. in front of him. <laughs> yeah, no, he would just be an influencer. <laughs> and he hugs them. But Apocalypse knows he's a millionaire. Oh. He's like, I-, I want that millionaire. I want that guy on my team. It is time for the apocalypse. I know more of his world than you have even dreamed. That is why I must destroy it. And on that note, wow. Fetch me my Capri Sun. <laughs> He's going to go grab his boy Angel and make him a slave. Awesome. See you soon. Do you hate your car insurance? (laughs) I feel like I fucked up that exit. And we're back. Woo! Come the apocalypse. You have to bleep that first word. Come. Well, if you're Cyclops. We're picking up (laughs) right where we left off. Angel strapped in, ready to get those wings zapped off his body. I'm also, what's going to happen? Works. Yeah, like what's going to happen when he finally like get like they zap him and his wings just like disintegrate? Whatever. I mean, it's like stupid. I mean, it's like the bodily transfer because it's part of his biology, right? So it's like yeah. losing your arm, like right. essentially. It'd be like if your arm just started like shriveling and dissolved. Like he, that's gonna be painful, I'd imagine. Yeah, for people with physical mutations. Uh, yeah. One of the things I love at the start of this episode is the previously on includes. Cable's line, don't call me darling. And I'm like, <laughs> glad we caught up with that. that that's important information. We I mean, it is just like a cool one-liner. They're like, yeah, put that, throw that one in They're there. They're like, don't forget this. <laughs> he uh, does not like to be called darling. It's important information for future episodes, okay? Yeah. By the way, where is Cable? Who knows? He, do, he does his own thing and then bounces. Mission accomplished. Yeah. Oh, He's I guess he technically strict. failed his mission because yeah. they yeah. got... How did he get? Did he? Did, did is he in this episode? No. Okay. They threw him yeah. off the cliff, right? Or they? Oh yeah, Psychos blasted him off the cliff. Yeah. I'm okay with that. So we think he's dead. Or oh something. yeah, because you see him catch onto the cliff, but then yeah. they never catch. Yeah. We never yeah. see him again. Yeah. I'm sure we'll find him again in the future. Maybe? Whoa. Oh. Uh, but speaking of the future, Apocalypse wants to hear the sound of a future being born. And yeah. Angel is getting zapped, but or he's about to get zapped, and right before that, Adler transforms into mystique and she just like, had to do that he's like wait what and then apocalypse comes out and he goes increase the power i want to hear the cries of a future being born i mean if that doesn't sum up apocalypse's character in <laughs> one line i don't know what does it's pretty cool like, he's bad boy. Everything he says is really cool. It's really cool. <laughs> a future being born. Yeah. Go off. Yeah. <laughs> so while that's happening, the X-Men are just kind of hanging out at the bar. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're like, hey, Well, guys, that was crazy. Who's that guy we keep running into? Let's not think or talk about him ever again. Uh, the guy with the metal arm cable. Yeah, right. We've got one of my favorite things in the X-Men animated series is 
Random extras of mutants. Yo, it's beautiful. We got some fine mutants. In we the got background. some green hair. We got some blue faces. Bull cuts everywhere. We got bull cuts for days. A lot of bull cuts. Is that like a Scotland thing? That was a nineties thing. We've got uh, weird we all, randoms. You had a bull cut growing up, I'm sure. No. You did not? Nope. You never had one? Not I, I have once. photographic evidence. Of I don't bowl think cuts. I ever actually had one, but my brother did. I'm pretty did. sure I didn't ever. Damn, you dodged a bullet. Yeah. It must be early 90s thing. My like. parents had style, petite. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, Andrew, I'm, I'm assuming you can't name these mutants. Yeah, most of them are They're made, made up, up, and they don't yeah, exist. Yeah. They're just like random creations. That's Jengus. And over there, that's Slimer. But there is one mutant we recognize. I was going to say, I hope you guys recognize at least one of them Morlock. Morlock's there. Wait, what? You didn't pick up on this, Henry? No. Plague. Old beanie lady. Plague. She's the one that gave oh, COVID to Gambit. Yeah, yeah, right. Yes, I did catch that. So Angel busts in to the bar. And he's cured. I was like, oh my, oh, I thought he was going to become he's, a slave to Apocalypse. No, he's so happy. Like He's like, guys, Adler's cure. It works. And Cyclops is pissed because he's like, hey, Nothing needs to be cured about us, all he, right? He literally almost shoots uh, uh, Angel in the face. Yeah, he's about to blast him when, like, Xavier's like, hey, 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 we got to let mutants decide what to do for themselves. Cure yeah. is a naughty word. <laughs> but he's recruiting everybody in the I mean, Xavier did say, town. like, almost that exact thing to uh -huh. Moira in the last episode. All he does is echo Professor X. He's a, yeah. little, he's a little... But then Xavier yeah. then Boy always comes said. in and says, actually, Cyclops, you're wrong. Oh, he's, he's like, like yeah, I just no, said no, the no, thing I know, you I know. just said. No, he's like, yeah, totally. No, I agree. And Rogue backs up Xavier, having learned her lesson from the last episode of, look, every mutant's got their own choice to make. And, and yeah. Cyclops is like, we've all had a hard time accepting who we are. I've thought about laser blasting my own head off. <laughs> <laughs> and Xavier's just like, all right, let's go home. Well, before, before the X-Men get out of there, though, uh, Angel's just like going around the bar like, hey, who wants to be normal? Who wants to be just like me? And everyone's like, me, me. And there's this old, I think it's the plague who goes, me. She gives this like <laughs> screeching That's beautiful. bee sound. <laughs> one of their names, thanks to subtitles, Disney Plus got one thing right. Oh. Kiros. Kiros. Andrew, do you know who this is? It's a test. Oh. Kiros. Maybe their last name. Kiros? He's Abraham no Lincoln Kiros. I Googled this character. <laughs> This I, is real. Dude, you are out Xing me right now. <laughs> and it made my day. This is the fact that we're doing a podcast about characters named Abraham Lincoln Kiros. It's uh, <laughs> a big moment for me. Somehow we made it in life. Yeah. We've got trouble. But you know who he is? He's War Andrew. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's, uh, he's bowl cut. I forgot. Get a load of this. Yep, the there. bowl cut is canon. Yeah. The bull cut, wow. clappy, explodey boy. Look at that. See, I always just knew him as War. I never learned his real name. <laughs> yeah, you never knew that War's name was Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> I don't like that you freed the slave. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. Rogue. Rogue's like, I got my own opinions about you. <laughs> uh, we're going to drop this Rogue racist thing yeah. just because we like her too much, but damn, this is I fun. I do think us. the Sherman drop was a bit much. Interesting. Uh -huh, uh -huh. She's, she's a little too into her Southern history there. Yeah. Hopefully that doesn't come back. But, I really hope you know. she doesn't keep telling on herself. Well, Apocalypse is watching all this stuff from the bar in his TV room. Uh, he's got TVs everywhere, I guess, monitoring the whole situation. And uh, he's like, oh, yes, <laughs> Mystique impersonates Warren well. What? It's not Warren? It's Mystique in disguise? Oh, my Where's God. Where's Warren? Well, he goes behind him and he says, huh, there's no more Angel. And... Wow. Our cybernetic boy with his metal, awesome metal wings. Comes, Blue. 
He looks awesome. Boy. He looks like Blue Beetle he's or something. He's blue and he, pink. He does and look cool, but to remind us who he is, they gave him he's his, a blue dude. his blonde eyebrows still, and that part throws me off. <laughs> oh, you're right. <laughs> he still has his blonde eyebrows. So you know it's Warren, uh-huh. <laughs> but he's all apocalypsed out with apocalypse and tech. And he shoots, uh, he shoots one of the TV monitors with one of his little rockets. His metal flechette. Yeah. yeah. Be careful what you wish for, right? Because this guy thought he looked weird before. Yeah, he looked way weirder. Now he'll never get to touch a butt. Yeah, for sure. He is not touching any butts. Then starts our apocalyptic mutant changing montage. Yep. I pulled a long clip. It's about a minute long. Should I play that? I think it's pretty awesome. Sure. Go for it. Let's do it. We can talk over oh, it. Oh, his speech. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. it's pretty cool. During this whole speech, it's it's showing the machine changing a lot of the townspeople we've already seen. Yeah. Because they're all into, giddy to be. There was like a skinny yeah. woman who was from the bar who who was like all shriveled up and she made this plant shrivel. And then mm. there was our, there was our boy, Abraham Lincoln. And, <laughs> and there was the Morlock uh, pestilence. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And um, they're being turned into Apocalypse's slaves. They were lied to. Let's listen. The old world passes away. Together we shall forge a new one in fire and blood. Your throat, the future <laughs> is transformed. I am the instrument to purify what? the world. The evil of human and mutant must be cut away. You shall help me tear down the old order. Those who oppose me I shall told you this is long. <laughs> through my agents of destruction. As they get on their psychedelic war horses. Yo, what, what are those? They're ships. Celestial technology, baby. Oh, they're not actual creatures. No. Robo horses. Yeah, robo horses. There's Archangel. I will build a better one. Go forth, my horsemen. Wow. Next episode, we should just have the whole episode uh, play. <laughs> yeah, sorry, but anyway. But yeah, now speech. now you definitely get Apocalypse as a whole deal. If you did it before, you 100% understand exactly what he wants to yeah. do. Yeah, and he, he created specifically these four horsemen, yeah. is what he's calling them. The horsemen of the Apocalypse. Yes, yeah. This guy out Shakespeare's uh, Magneto, by the way. 100%. Yeah, in the book, he's basically on this like spaceship that floats invisibly above Manhattan pretty much the whole time, and Ooh. it's just this giant invisible spaceship, and a lot of time, for most of this conflict, he just stands up there and talks while the X-Men just few try to like fight his horsemen I like and that. then they even get on the ship at one point and he's like just using his powers to just slap him around for like an entire issue's worth of, of comics before the x-men are finally able to like take down his ship i have to say that the horsemen look like shit yeah their design is goofy yeah. as, and that's straight from the comics it's goofy as fuck besides maybe archangel i think they all look I mean, even our game. They've got like green faces and bull cuts. And the <laughs> horses look terrible. They all They're like cyber, like, I, I don't know. The colors suck. They are not good. Yeah, it's it's a weird it's design. It's a very strange look. Anyway, guess who wants a kiss? Oh, we're back, baby. <laughs> back we're back at, back at X Mansion in the rec room where Storm's watching TV and Rogue and Gambit are playing some pool. Mm-hmm. Gambit wants a Could smooth. be you need incentive. How about the winner get a kiss from the loser? Ooh. That's not funny. Or do you want to end up in a coma? 
You can drain my energy anytime, Chef. Gambit has plenty. Okay. This, okay. Is, this is an important part, though, that they're perfect for each other. Gambit gives off so much energy <laughs> that she could take. She yeah. Could take it, no problem. Stamina, baby. I mean, that is the beautiful thing of their relationship. He charges up energy, and she sucks it out. Let Whoa. me throw a wrench in all this shit right now. Uh-oh. <laughs> Cyclops, she's looking at them, right? She's looking at Cyclops and Jean holding hands. Yeah. And she's upset about it. Yeah. We've already known she hits on Cyclops a few episodes earlier. Yeah. She's is she, in the same way Wolverine's hung up on Jean, have a little thing for Cyclops, who also has an abundance of energy to, to let loose? Cyclops is the guy she should go for. Right, but, right. Like the guy that she like on you know on paper is all the he's the leader he's the boy scout he's the good guy but that would be the worst couple ever. But it would be the most toxic horrible relationship yeah. ever. Ever, yeah. I mean, I think I think it's her insecurity manifesting in like their relation, like seeing Cyclops and Jean together. No, you know what? Fuck this. She does not like Cyclops. <laughs> All right. She just wanted to kiss him. I think she was just messing with him. Yeah, she gave him CPR. She didn't even want to kiss him. She gave him CPR. I don't think she... Yeah, I think she's just her own woman. You know, she doesn't need a I man. Think she was, I think she likes fucking with Cyclops most of all. Yeah, she's the like, same way Gambit does. She's like, hey, do you remember when I kissed you? And he's like, dude, oh, stop. Oh, don't bring that up in front <laughs> of well, Gene. Well, actually. <laughs> she's uh, like, dude, don't worry about it. Well, hey, Gene clearly doesn't care because she, like, tells Rogue, gives him a little advice. She's like, don't let Gambit, you know, get to you. Like, yeah. you know. Uh, and then she uses her powers to, to screw up Gambit's shot so that he doesn't get that keys. Asshole. But this, again, is something where I'm like, guys, don't mess with Gambit. He's trying to be nice, I think. And I think Storm cracks, like, the first joke that she's ever made in the she entire She makes a franchise. rec room pun because he's wrecking oh, the room. It's awesome, yeah, just because it's called the rec room doesn't mean Gambit's you have like, to wreck it. You don't tell jokes. I'm the joke. <laughs> I'm the joke boy. <laughs> All right, guys. Apocalypse is at it again. Well, not yet. No, Sorry, he is, I... actually. No, if I could actually <laughs> no, I'm correct gonna... you. Let me correct no, you on that one. No, he actually off. is. No, no, let me correct you uh, on that. Storm turns on the TV. Storm's, after making her little joke, she's so pleased with herself. She's like, time to watch a little Peace Summit action. She turns on the TV to a Paris Peace Summit. <sighs> you know it's Paris because the Eiffel Tower is in every shot. <laughs> yep. And what happens there, Henry? Uh, conference chairman is making a little announcement. I don't really know what he's announcing the leaders of the world recognize the desire for people everywhere for peace there you go can we disarm ourselves from our weaponry when there are mutants walking among us it's a age-old debate that still rings and he's just asking the question he's not providing any answer right there's like no it's there's like i'm here to make a speech saying like hey we live with mutants we might need to arm ourselves but we should try to be peaceful but before he can really get into anything uh, we pan up, or as Henry would say, we scroll up. We scroll and up. And we see a gargoyle just yep. sitting there. Yep. Why are we on this gargoyle? Oh, my gosh. It transforms into Apocalypse. Apocalypse has been this gargoyle this whole time. He's and his waiting. war begins now. He starts growing and blowing shit up. Archangel and the horsemen swoop down from the sky. The horsemen on their flying weird horse uh, spaceship things are blasting away. Uh, Archangel shooting his flechettes all over the city. Angel cuts the propeller off a helicopter and it crashes into the Eiffel Tower that we were talking about earlier. The thing that's in Paris and that everybody knows about. I'm a grower, not a shower. Xavier is watching all this on TV. 
This is all straight from the X Factor comic earlier, except in there it takes place in Manhattan. But yeah, it's just this wanton destruction, like mass destruction of uh, the city from these only five mutants that are capable of. Xavier has a come to Jesus or like a come to an apocalypse <laughs> moment. Yeah. And he says, this guy can't be reasoned with. He's different than Magneto. It's his biggest fear. He, this he guy that. needs to be stopped ASAP. Boys and girls, let's get in. He's like, Magneto can ship. be appealed to. I can get inside of his head and beat him easily. Yeah. Also, though, I don't know if he can be appealed to. That is yet to be proven. So far, he's tried to appeal to Magneto. And he's, he's, holding, and he's still every, holding on to hope that he I can. I know, but like, yeah. Where is Magneto? Who knows? It's you. He's probably just like watching this on TV. He's like, shit, this is awesome. Damn, this dude's way cooler. Yeah. Than me. I'm just going to see how this plays out real quick. <laughs> oh, he's played King Lear like five times on Broadway. <laughs> <laughs> so he sends a team out to uh, fight the Horsemen and Apocalypse and sends Rogue back to Moira Island. Yeah, he, to he has her hang back specifically. Try and like find a cure. Whiplash at this point, right? Like, she was just fucking there. I know. It's Why did we go back to X Mansion anyway? Oh, because you forgot Gambit, you dumb fuck. Yeah, you're worried. You're wondering why the ozone is so fucked up these days it's because they're using these private jets flying back and forth all the time <laughs> you know what gamut's been doing at the x mansion while they're gone playing cards i play solitaire okay, like solitaire, okay? <laughs> um yeah so she, he sends rogue back to the island to try and find a cure yeah to for... go to go talk to adler these idiots they still don't know that adler isn't real <laughs> they're like he wasn't being very helpful before he's pretty convincing i mean that guy is as real as it gets. Yeah. So we see a uh, another montage, basically. Yeah. Pestilence goes around making people sick. War is destroying a ton of army bases. Turning their weapons against each other. Yeah, which is kind of weird because his powers are technically just like he can clap and create destructive he explosions. But then he also yeah. uses that same power to like turn missiles around on Who knows? the military bases. My favorite thing is that the jets at the military base are camouflaged just to be like, these are military <laughs> jets, but... What fucking universe would there be? <laughs> if you did park them next to trees, <laughs> you might have a hard time seeing them. I mean, one of Apocalypse's many powers is to like supercharge the mutants and give them additional abilities using like technology right. and his. Oh weird my god! I just realized powers. Something. They they cut corners and saved money. Hmm. They went back to a military base. Yep, it's the same. And one. They went back to a dam. Yep, with Archangel. Oh, yeah, because yeah. Archangel blows up that dam. Yeah, that's true. Smart. Yeah. Hey, wow. that's smart. Hey, that's smart. Hey, shout out to the smart, smart people <laughs> who made this show. Saving money and giving us cool X-Men action while they're doing it. Uh, I want to talk about one shot, though, where yeah. um, Famine is just sucking these fools dry. Really scary. No, she doesn't have to. No. Her I thought powers, she like, rolled up right to someone and was like, boop. I mean, she, she chose she, to b- do that. Back in the past. Uh, uh, but now that she's supercharged, she can just make it happen. Yeah. She's just flying around on her stupid electro horse. Just Damn. Think about it. If but he had she, made Scorpion Girl. So what she literally does up. is she like, <laughs> sucks the food out of your body and like dissolves like organic like Nutrients. food materials and stuff and like turns it to dust, basically. Hey, I could use that. <laughs> <laughs> just give me a little touch. I could shave off a couple pounds. While Pestilence is like fucking these guys up, you... The, the camera like moves in on these guys on this cart that's coming towards them, and as their mouths like open up, as their bodies are oh, shriveling, yeah. the camera keeps going inside the guy's mouth. It's like really specific. It's and very jarring scary for an X Men. It kind of looks like the Scream painting. Yeah, Rogue runs into Adler, aka Mystique, uh, and she hooks Adler up to the machine and is like, "Hey, bitch." 
time for a taste of your own medicine. I'm not messing around anymore. Tell me how to reverse this shit. Mystique reveals herself. She's like, hey, hey okay, listen, dude, I'll tell you literally everything about the plan. Yeah, immediately <laughs> all up. She's like pathetic. Yeah. She's like, I'll tell you where. Well, because uh, Apocalypse, Apocalypse isn't is. around anymore to like intimidate her. She's like, but even yeah. then, she's like, I had to join him because he'd kill me. Here's his command base in England. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here's the address. Here's the address. Here's where he lives. He has a secret command center buried under Stonehenge in England. In England. <laughs> well, Rogue wouldn't know where that is. She's a dum-dum from Mississippi. That's true. Right, John? Howdy. <laughs> uh, she also says the machine makes that people hate everyone. Oh, I love that. Yeah, just makes you hateful. Okay, that I simplifies think, the machine a little bit. I think this machine and me get along. <laughs> So Rogue lets her loose. She's like, wow, thanks. You can run free and don't know why she did that. The X-Men are really good at letting people be free. Yeah. (laughs) Just let people go all the time. Because Mystique immediately grabs a gun from under the table. Very cool action movie move. And uh, shoots at Rogue. Hits her. Hits her into the machine again. Rogue just can't stop getting thrown into this machine. (laughs) She breaks a lot of shit. Yeah. Um, Good thing she's indestructible. Mystique um, runs away into a... What looks like a very secure room. I do love that line she gives her. She's like, no one can stop the apocalypse. And then Rogue goes, I'm going to try. Yeah. Uh, Rogue bounces. The entire lab explodes. Yeah. She I assume Mystique's bl- okay in that, like, vault room. Yeah, she I don't be. know. Uh, the X-Men have Finally show up. Arrived. Finally. They land in the war zone, okay? And uh, uh, they hit the ground running. Oh, my God. Cyclops gives some great advice. Gambit's first. Careful with the civilians. Sure, psych. I'll try not to bruise them while I save their lives. Just absolutely Classic. burned immediately after landing. Classic X-Men shit. <laughs> He's like, don't hurt the civilians. And Wolverine's like, yeah, dude, I know. I know the, the point of a yep. rescue mission. We well, I guess I'll just go fuck myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, dude, we've done this before. Like, we've been on this team together for a while. <laughs> I also like how he calls him Psych. Yeah, it's a great nickname. But yeah, so, Jean Grey's using her telepathy to sort oh, of yeah. communicate to the team. She sort of uh, communicates to Ro- uh, to Storm. Um, Storm's creating some fog so Pestilence can't see, and then Cyclops blasts her through the fog, and the other horsemen come, and Archangel... Well, before the other horsemen come, I think Cyclops says something pretty awesome. It'll be a while before you plague humanity again. Oh! Hey. <laughs> hey. Do you have a horn sound effect? Whoa, we don't, but I actually do need that. Look, I know you're all jealous of me and Gene's beautiful relationship. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> but before they can celebrate, Archangel comes in and just grabs Pestilence real quick. Uh, he's getting out of there. And as the other horsemen are trying to escape, Wolverine jams his claws into War's horse. War, War's war horse. War's war horse. Essentially. Uh, and he's, they start taking him up into the sky. He's like, whoa, and then gets yeah. kicked off. Just lands in the street. Just lands crashes on a car. Down. There's a statue that like it gets hit and it's gonna collapse and fall well, on it's Wolverine. A southern, a southern general statue. Yeah, it's <laughs> and who comes in to make sure that that statue doesn't crush Wolverine? Our boy Gambit, baby, yep. coming full circle. He says, "I am not like Rogue. I can blow up these statues of past yeah. generals that we know have done wrong." He goes full Kung Lao and throws like fedora. <laughs> it's fucking. Yeah, sick. that's right. Yeah, he charges up a fedora. Yeah. And, yeah. Tosses it, blasting the statue out of the way so it doesn't crush Wolf. Once again, showing Gambit is a good guy. He yeah. can put little tussles behind him. He doesn't care. Well, no, Wolverine says, thanks, Cajun. Yeah. Dot, 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 I think. Meaning, like, did Gambit throw that, that hat a little close to, to get a little? Uh, mm-hmm. 
Hey, maybe yeah. a little rubble hits Wolverine in the eye. Yeah. Gambit likes to keep people on their toes. He doesn't like them getting too comfortable. Yeah. Let me show you how to throw better. That's how Wolverine is these two episodes. <laughs> yeah. All right, it's doing it quite right. Yeah. So it looks like the X-Men have, you know, dispatched the horsemen for now. But They're where away. They're getting away. But where the hell is the big bad? But here's the thing. This is the oldest play in the X-Book. We saw it in Night of the Sentinels, it's and we're Cyclops seeing it again here. That's what he so, does. Cyc- it's his favorite move. It's, hey, let's get them a little injured so that they run away, and then we're just going to fucking follow them back to their home base it's and kill like them there. Cyclops is not a leader. He's a follower. Ooh, sometimes the best leaders are followers. I don't apologize for command decisions. Mm. Yeah. So, fuck off. So at Stonehenge... <laughs> Everyone shut up. Rogue <laughs> finds Apocalypse and tries to fight him. Hey, he, whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah. And guess what? He dodges her by going invisible. How? <coughs> well, I guess you said he can manipulate his own yeah, so metabolism. What did you say? <laughs> Molecules. Molecular structure. Same thing. He can make himself bigger. He can make himself stronger. He can turn himself into a, a jelly donut. He can turn into another person. He can disguise himself. He can... Unfortunately, I have a micro He's one of those... <laughs> <laughs> The one thing I cannot change He's is the those... size of my micro penis. And just so you know, Sabretooth is naked. <laughs> he confirms it in this episode. Oh, no way. Oh, yeah. shit. No, well, That's th- awesome. I mean, he's one of those great villains where, like, writers can kind of just make him as powerful as they need to and just create awesome stories around, which they constantly Oh, do. yeah, 100%. And so he blasts her with his beams and says... Weak and foolish mutant, you are corrupted by those who want peace. You cannot oppose me. You cannot oppose me. And then before Apocalypse... He blasts her jacket off. Like, they make a point to show, like, when he blasts her, it, like, disintegrates her jacket. Is that what happened? I was like, why is her costume No, yeah, it's like, that's to show how powerful it is. And her, I guess her suit is, like, made of a certain material that's, like, kosher with her skin or something. I don't know. Yeah, so he blasts her jacket off, and then that also reveals a bit of her body that I guess we weren't quite seeing 100% of before because her ass is <laughs> out of control. I didn't is, notice. <laughs> didn't see it. The animators, when the animators designed Rogue's body. <laughs> Here's what I'm going to say to the listeners. I don't want to dwell on this too much. Yeah, no. But I think that if you Google Rogue butt apocalypse, just do that. I think it'll be pretty PG. There's a shot in this episode... I, I don't know what was going on. <laughs> we got but, a rogue butt in our hand. Wow. Rogue butt. So right before Apocalypse was about to kill Rogue, Archangel flies in with, with the other horsemen. He's like, mm-hmm. he's like, dude, do you know about these X guys? And he's like, what? What the fuck are you talking about? And then and there they are. Guess what? My creatures cannot be defeated. I cannot be defeated. Like on the last. We beg to differ. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Even Apocalypse like that one. Cyclops busts in. He blasts Apocalypse down, and Apocalypse is like, this is fucking funny to me, dude. You think you can stop me? We should touch on the fact that Apocalypse does um, tell Rogue, before his other horsemen show up, how badly he like wanted her to be a part of his crew. Yeah. And like, how she, she was the first one he wanted to bring in. Because, again, like just touching on just how powerful Rogue is. When I saw that ass... <laughs> I knew it had to be mine. Incredible. You can bounce a doubloon on it. <laughs> I was trying to think of what the coin would be. It's a doubloon. Uh, now we get uh, another fight scene between the uh, horsemen and the X-Men. Uh, this time it's Stonehenge, Apocalypse's home base, apparently. 
which we don't really see how it is his home base yet uh, until later in the fight. War's doing his exploding claps. You know, Archangel's blasting his flechettes. It's the same old we've seen. This time, Rogue takes the gloves off. Right before all the X-Men are about to just get blasted with Archangel's deadly explosive flechettes, because they're all kind of uh, in various states of disarray at this point. You know, a couple of them are on the ground, and he's up high in the sky about to shoot him down. Rogue flies in behind him, hands exposed, grabs his head, and does her little banshee cry power absorption that we saw in the Juggernaut in yeah, the last episode. Yeah, she starts screaming like a wild lady again. Oh, yeah, and she starts absorbing his essence. and uh, Well, as we find out, he's she's absorbing his evil. Yeah, because as soon as she leaves him, as soon as like sort of she can't absorb anymore, we see her face turning blue, and yeah. she, she blasts away off of him, and uh, Warren's like immediately kind of back to normal again. He's like, whoa, what? Oh, it's me. He's like, wait, guys, cut it out. I'm uglier. <laughs> <laughs> well, he still, doesn't he still look the same? Yeah, he still looks the exact same as Archangel. He doesn't. No, yeah. he doesn't turn back into Warren. That's what sucks. He does. He doesn't get no, that. No, he's got the. He's still got the beautiful hair. brows. He's That's got the his. That's the lesson. Professor X warned you. He's like, you really want this? Yeah. This is what you get. Oh well. Rich boy. So yeah, he snaps out of it. He starts beating up the hen- the horseman pretty much on his own. He's kind of. He's he's a boss. I understand why you like him so much. Andrew. Archangel. Yeah. I know he rocks. He's awesome. And they go after Apocalypse. Is it Rogue or is it uh, Wolverine? Pounces out um, Apocalypse. It's Wolverine. So basically, yeah, the Horsemen are all kind of they're tossed. They're aside. done. They, yeah, they're basically tossed. And now the X Men have all turned towards Apocalypse, and Apocalypse is just kind of like, huh, you guys are just only delaying the inevitable. And Wolverine's, you know, want to bet. He's like, what's that mean? He and throws then- himself <laughs> at him as fast as he can, but Apocalypse hits his little elevator. Yeah, he- I can't spell that, but I sure can smell. <laughs> <laughs> and buddy, you're covered in ozone. <laughs> and Apocalypse drops down a secret Stonehenge um, trap door. A little elevator trap door situation. And takes off in a giant cool spaceship. Yeah, Stonehenge basically all, you know, moves away and then becomes this giant celestial ship that he just blasts off in. And that's kind of, I mean, that's exactly what happens in the comics, too. It's always this case of, like, the X-Men get Apocalypse, they fight for a while, and right before they're about to get him, oh, he gets away, and most of his horsemen get away, too. I'm going to take a nap. (laughs) (laughs) I am tired. Be a hobby. And yeah, in the, the... X-Men are really good at just, again, like just letting people go. They just let people get away. They're like, well, I guess if they don't want to fight anymore. Juggernaut's just like delirious out there ramming his head on the wall. (laughs) Yeah. Magneto's out there doing who knows what. Um, They're like, I hope he doesn't do that again. All right. Well. I mean, they didn't even talk about Cable at all or address the fact, hey, who's that guy with the gun and the metal arm and the cybernetic eye? Uh, It doesn't matter. Psychops (laughs) is like, anyone want tea? Let's go home. That's all they care about. It's just like they're like, well, we survived. Let's just get out of here. Yeah, it's like their their mode of operation. Uh, so yeah, Angel flies off, and he's like, kind well, first, of first he helps, kind of like he helps Colossus. Yeah, I mean he helps. Angel and Rogue nice. have this great little moment where she's he's kind of like, uh, hey, you know, like, uh, thanks, you you absorbed some of my essence, and she's like, yeah, I, I took the evil out of you. I took the evil from you. And he goes, sucks to suck. She's like, we got to do something about these statues. Thanks or whatever. Uh, talk to you guys later. And flies off and flies all the way back to wherever his dumb ass came from. Shout out to the at the game. from. Do you guys play the Sega Genesis or Super Nintendo X-Men game growing yes. up? No. You could summon Archangel to pop in and fuck shit up. Oh. He'd fly overhead and like do some wild shit. Bombing that's strike. awesome. Yep. That's, that's so cool. Couldn't play as him, but you didn't need to. No. 
He's a support character. Uh, there's a great quote that him and Rogue share that I want to point out where he says, um, <clears throat> uh, Archangel says, I wanted to be normal, but all I did was prove that I'm capable of terrible evil. And Rogue replies, it's not your fault. I wanted to deny myself too for a time. And I think that, again, these episodes at the end, they always do a great job of very quickly yeah. sort of hitting home that theme between these two characters who went through the same journey in different ways. And uh, it's a beautiful thing. And Archangel Definitely. is obviously what happens when you give into that. And Rogue is what you see when you can overcome that innate desire to try to fit in and, and, and be quote-unquote normal and be accepted and deny yourself who you truly are inside, which is, you know, one of the big themes of the X-Men. I'll say it again. The show's too good. It's too good for kids. Yep. It's wasted on little stupid it's baby on these minds. Baby brain children. But us, 30 plus year olds. Hey, I'm 20. I'm it's, 21. It's for us. Hey, I'm, I'm 21 years old. Let the record state. My favorite mutant is Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, how do you feel about the episodes? Oh, wow. We got to rate them. I got to tell you this. According to IMDb, right? One of these episodes is the lowest rated. No way. The second one is highest. The first one's lowest. Yeah, that's yep. my guess, too. I guess. All right. So we'll see you guys next week. <laughs> I feel like the cure is a, it's a great part one to come the apocalypse is part two. Yeah. It's a solid episode. I, I love that they bring Cable back. Low. Yeah. I love that he's a major part of it. They keep that thread sort of going of him, you know, you know, being this guy on the outside who's kind of doing his own thing. That's great. Um, also introducing like Avalanche and Pyro as real characters is is fun. Is it you know? though? There's a little too much of them. You need a couple goofball villains every once in a while though. Like so far we've had like yeah. all these very oh, serious I. villains or like really weird and intense ones. But like it's nice to have just a couple jokesters who are kind of bumbling around just getting up to goofs. And... Oh, I'm a stupid idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Which one had Rogue's butt in it? It was Come the Apocalypse. Ten. It was Come the Apocalypse. That's why it's rated so highly. Yeah. You're all oh. pervs. Yeah. Once <sighs> she got her jacket blasted off, there's minds of children everywhere the sexual awakenings of young <laughs> boys everywhere happened all right where we what's our rating system uh for the cure kisses kisses <laughs> it's what gambit wants we'll do kisses we could do kisses <laughs> all right how many yeah. kisses are you giving the cure uh if you're asking me gambit didn't get that fucking kiss two episodes of gambit being denied of being teased right, of being careful ridiculed, here because he's of being off <laughs> No, um, I really like these both these episodes a lot. I'm a pushover for this shit. You know, I want to spend more time with Rogue. Like I said, she's climbing up my yep. power she's rankings. Great. She's a great um, character. A deep character. So we got a lot of Rogue. I, I agree with the consensus that this one, the first of the two, um, The Cure is a little bit weaker than Come the Apocalypse. But I'd give The Cure seven and a half. No halves. No halves. We established this earlier. No halves on the X Boys. Even with kisses. Only whole kisses. You guys yeah. wouldn't let me do. You guys wouldn't let me do cup half. Have cups a cup of, of tea. tea. I remember. I'm going down to seven, boys. Seven. Yeah. For the seven cure. kisses for the cure. <sighs> I'm just trying to remember that there are going to be bad episodes, probably, and I'm like, are they going to be this? It's true. They're burning through like the coolest characters, and I'm like, oh wait till we get to the dregs. a lot of cool characters and a lot of great storylines. So you're saying we're rating? Oh, two? dude! And also think about this sick opening with Angel, like the gunfight. I think yeah. I have. To yeah, I might have gone too low. No, I respect it. I think we should have at least one person giving this a lower. I'm gonna give it a seven. Is that what you said? Mm -hmm. You're going seven. Oh, shit. Dude, you are brave. I'm going. I'm seven kisses. I'm going eight. Okay. Only because that's good. I gave Unstoppable Juggernaut 
seven, and I think I enjoyed this episode more than that one. Uh, even though I loved the Colossus introduction, I loved just just the kind of general mystery of it all. But this one, I'm I'm going eight just because yeah, I love how dynamic that opening was where you're meeting Angel for the first time, and it you know you just think he's this guy, and then Cable comes in, and there's that whole tussle, and then I'm about to do something crazy. Uh oh, I'm giving it an eight. I think you're right. It's growing, and I'm giving. The Cure of the Apocalypse, a seven. You mean Come the Apocalypse? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Come the Apocalypse, wrong, a seven. Wrong. I'm giving it a seven. Wait, 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 we don't know what we're measuring Come the Apocalypse on yet, though. That oh, could change shit. everything. Oh, yeah. Never mind. Take that true, back. True, Hor- Do okay. we do Horseman? A eight. So it's seven, eight, eight. Right? For The Cure. Put that in the notes. Seven, eight, eight. John, seven. You and I are eights. Yep. Keep logged. your seven, John. Consider it logged and it. accounted yes. for. I think we should because I think that that is, I, I think it is a seven. Personally? Well, I don't. I think it's an eight. cutting that. <laughs> this is just going to be you going this back and forth on your No, no, no. This is good. This is good. This is good. Okay. Come the apocalypse. How many horsemen? Or yeah, different, different metri- metric. Or, fed- or charged fedoras. fedoras. Charged fedoras? Let's do charged fedoras. Okay. How many charged kinetic, fedoras? Kinetic fedoras. Uh, I'm giving this seven. Why'd you go lower? Why? What's, yeah. your, what's your reasoning? I Talk honestly was... I don't know. I like... It's a cool big blockbuster episode, but I actually really enjoyed the character shit in the first one more. I was more like engaged. Yeah, yeah for sure. Apocalypse is the shit. Like he's really cool. I love his speeches. I love all that. I kind of was fading out at times. I was like, eh, I don't know. Come the Apocalypse feels more like a third act of a big blockbuster movie, yeah. whereas The Cure is like the first and second act, right? Yes. Like that's like all the character stuff is set up, and then all the payoff is Come the Apocalypse. But I respect it. I think it's awesome. It's really cool. There's, but they I, do a great job of. I'm sorry, I interrupted. No, no. I, they do a good job. Like we talked about before, they jam so much fucking story into this first season. For better or worse in this case, I feel like, because Archangel being bad than good immediately. It's such a quick flip. It's a bummer. It would have been nice if he was on the team or got or was introduced yeah, earlier and yeah. you kind yeah. of knew him. And then, because then, I mean, he's still a badass, but you don't, you're not quite as invested in him as I think you should be. Right. Uh, so I'm going to go with a, I'm going seven too. I wow. I think I am. Because, I mean, I look, as, as, I get it too. as cool as Apocalypse is, as cool as this story was, as, as much fun of a payoff as it is in the introduction of Archangel, it's still kind of goofy. The action isn't the best we've seen. It's good, but it's not quite at the same levels that we saw early in some of the earlier yeah. episodes, you know? The best parts to me are, like, Apocalypse talking. Yeah, yeah, for sure. The, the montages over him just, like, like, Spitting facts. Yeah. I wish they retooled the horsemen a bit more to just make them not look not like exactly Tron. not exactly like they were in the comics. You know, it's like, look, as a comic fan, sure, great. They, they look it, like but, Tron. Yeah, but it's like the I, original. Tron. I kind of wish he got like Avalanche and Pyro, and like they were the guy. You know, and they had some personality, and they yeah. It's crazy that Daft Punk directed that Tron movie. John, what do you think? <laughs> Bring it back to X Men. Uh, Jeff Bridges. Uh, probably has never read an X Men comic. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> um, wait, no, wait. I got one. I got one. Yeah, I know you can do this. I got Olivia Wilde has the same first name as Olivia Munn, who stars in X Men Apocalypse. Yeah, that works. Cool. You guys have talked me into it a little bit. I, I kind of get. I had so many notes for the last episode that I feel like. Despite you telling me not to raise it to eight, I kind of want to bounce that one up and keep this one at seven, the cure. 
I would also be fine with you bouncing this one up. So wait, you're bouncing the cure up? No, 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 no. the cure, cure is done. Seven. The cure is done. Apocalypse is eight for you. Yeah. Good. All right. I like that. I really like this. Ah, oh, that does it for us. Join us next time where we are taking a trip back to the future past. Days of Future Past, parts one and two, baby. It's another two-parter, guys. You know, maybe you're getting sick of the three of us, our voices. Wait, what? You know, it feels like we all we do is talk and that we never have anyone else on. And I'm just talking comics the whole time, and John's just being Cajun the whole time, and Henry's... It's almost like visitors are remote. But just when you think you know us, you don't know shit. Yeah, maybe we'll have a little somebody drop by and see a little songs of my... We got a surprise guest coming on next week, folks. That's right. You heard it here first. Who the fuck is it? My name's Henry. I'm Andrew. I'm John. You'll find out next week who the fourth Mike will be. Bye-bye.